me to reintroduce myself. My name is... I'm Will Pelagic. One of the best opens on this station. It's time. Willie P joins us in the Planet Kia studio. Uh, Fiddy, why are you shaking your head? I like that open a lot. Because it's the best open at the station. It's it's not one of. It's okay. it's the best thing. It's arguably the best thing WFNZ's ever produced. And uh, so I'm gonna guess. Well, yours truly how, made it. How, how about a, another miscommunication from Fiddy? You know, uh, yeah. he's he's zero for two today. This happens. <laughs> Did you create that open? I didn't. No. I I'm just I'm just saying. He, Whatever Strappy had said, made that. You said one of the best. <laughs> right. You, you said one of the best. He said the best. And right. it's, again, you know, more, more miscommunications from Fiddy. You know. Yeah. Things aren't coming out correctly from him. Willie P threw a, Willie P threw out a couple of expletives at you before we hopped on because I thought Willie was going to come on at twelve thirty. You had told me Willie P was going to join us at twelve thirty, well, and then it, he didn't show up. And I thought, all right, well, miscommunication, or he had a meeting, or whatever. And it was because Fiddy is the one that uh, we can blame Fiddy about this. He Willie? initially said to me yesterday, he said, "Is twelve forty-five work for you, or do you want to do later in one forty-five? I said, "No, I'll do twelve forty-five because it'll be after the Hornet press conference. I'll come over from Spectrum, and you know, I'll meet you at twelve forty-five. Twelve forty-five. And he said today, he said, "See you at twelve thirty. And I'm thinking, okay, I'll just see you, you know, whatever, you know, it's fine. It wasn't like, oh, can you come in? Can you come in mm-hmm. uh, earlier at twelve thirty? That was never like that. I thought it was like, oh, see you at twelve thirty, meaning like, oh, I, I want to get here for my twelve forty-five hit a little early, but apparently not. Yeah. This is why I'm part time. Well, and also the, the a opener, lot of a lot of reasons, litany I, of reasons. I don't want to trash the opener hmm. by any means, but it's it's a it's funny. You're saying that it's like the best produced opener in WFNC's history, and yes. all you did was splice "I'm Will Palachik" into one segment of the song. So really, we should be commending Jay Z for putting out public service announcement. Yeah, I agree with that. And then, <laughs> and then Willie P saying "I'm Will Palachik," like you know, it took it, it took two to tango, and I made it what, work. What, and just what, what, what exactly be? would you say yes. you do here? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's, Fiddy, what if Shroppy made it? Would it still be the best thing ever produced? It'd be the second best. Okay. What would be the first in that scenario? Whatever I do is okay. still the best thing right. ever do happen around here. Got you. I don't mm. want to filibuster because we don't not want to talk about Miles. Uh, well, I, I mean, no, we could talk. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know whether to lead off. It. We could go with a couple of different things here. Mm. I wanted to lead with Russell Brand <laughs> mentioning you. Yes. I also wanted to talk about Charlotte FC, but you were at Miles Bridges press conference. So I guess let's start with that and then let's end on some kind of positivity and talk about Russell Brand, although I, depending on how positive that is. What was your takeaway from the uh, press conference with Mitch Kupchak and Miles Bridges that you were attending? Yeah, I wanted to see what I, I wanted to see true contrition. Um, I don't think I doubt that Miles is sorry that he's in this situation. I, I don't doubt that at all. And I also don't want to doubt that that he's not sorry for what happened. But for whatever reason, it just came off a little flat to me. And I even think, too, when, when the question was asked, and I think it was, it was Kyle who asked it about, you know, whether or not the fans are affected by something like this and things of that nature. And the fact that their response for us, we understand. It wasn't like... There was no there was no effort to try and placate people who might still have a problem with this happening. And look, I, I'll echo what Jeff said, and I think Kyle said the same thing. You don't know you and me anything. But to the fans who are in this organization, and I've said this with the Brandon Miller thing and, and Book Knight's a part of it, rootability of this franchise took a significant hit with these pair of moves that came in because there's a lot that I think needs to be answered in terms of the leadership. And I asked Mitch what point blank, you said before the draft. Going into free agency, 
you wanted to do something to address the leadership in this locker room. And the only move that was made that's different than where the roster was composed at the end of last year was what happened in the draft and the re-signing of Miles Bridges. They still don't even have P.J. Washington back re-signed 100% technically. So if, if, if you were concerned about the leadership of this locker room and all you did was add Miles Bridges, who he even said will probably have to do a little bit to re-earn the trust of this organization and his, in his locker room, then how exactly did you address the leadership in the locker room? I don't think you did. Yeah, and so I would ask you, too, do you feel like that this press conference helped or hurt Miles or helped or hurt the Hornets? I think it's neither, Wes. I don't, I don't think it helped or hurt. Because I think they understand they needed to do something. I think it would hurt them a lot more if they just said nothing and waited until training camp to put Miles in front of people. I, I feel like they needed to needed to say something, even if it was nothing. So I think that the, the act of them doing it, I think you give them a little bit of praise. But I think that's kind of where the praise ends because I don't really know if they answered any concrete questions about where Miles is. I, I did like that at least near the end of it, and, and I think it was a question that he answered of mine, where he's like, you know, I do want to like look into what community service that serves people who are victims of domestic violence looks like that was probably the biggest demonstration of some sort of concrete step to be taken to at least rebuild the trust between him the organization and the city and the fan base but but outside of that you know i don't know if we really got a whole lot out of it do you feel like that he will be treated like with kid gloves by the hornets this year as far as marketing and and things of that nature? Is that something you feel like they should be shying away from at this point? I mean, I don't know. I don't think you put him on a billboard right now. Honestly, I don't think you do that. I think you you build your marketing plan around Lamelo and Lamelo only. I think maybe a little bit of Brandon Miller, maybe because there is at least I think the the off the court aspect seems to be in the rearview mirror when it comes to to Brandon Miller and a lot of people's eyes. I know that there's still some people who are sitting there and saying, you know, why was this particular move made? But I think you have to center your marketing plan around LaMelo and maybe Terry to a certain extent and maybe also Mark Williams just because he is the local kid, you know, at least from from Duke and all that. So fr from that aspect, I, I think I think there's still a little bit of a ways away from feeling like Miles Bridges is somebody you can consider as a front-facing member of this organization. Yeah, I mean, you got three guys, right? You have LaMelo, Brandon, and Mark, and you might trade Terry. P.J. Washington's going to come back, possibly on a one-year deal. Mm -hmm. Miles Bridges is fresh off of a, a, a no-contest plea. And so it's like we got three people to market and, if you want to make sure that you're marketing people that are going to be here that people are receptive to. And of all the people who is uh, carrying the torch at the front of the P re-signed P.J. Washington uh, bandwagon, like, like how how, how yes. has that been for you? Not well. I, I, We've I, talked about it a lot. I, I want P.J. Washington back, and it's not happening. It doesn't seem like. Anytime soon, they've given us no indication that PJ, they're going to bring him back. If P.J. Washington signs a deal that is beyond one year, will you get 24 tattooed on your bicep? 100%. I think that's fair. I think <laughs> that's totally reasonable. It'll go right next to my Jalen McDaniels tattoo. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I did want to talk about... I waited for the long-term deal on Jalen. never happened, so I, I, I still have that one in beta. But that second-round pick... That second-round pick. Hey, look, Mitch Kupchak, in all seriousness, hey, he's done a pretty good job with the second-round pick. At least it wasn't cash considerations because, you know, then I would have had to get a jersey that says cash on the back. Oh, do you remember his playoff game? No? Mm. Because it didn't happen. All right, let's talk about mm. uh, Charlotte FC real quickly before we get you out of here. They drew five straight matches. Mm -hmm. Um how do you feel in that kind of stretch? And then, of course, they dropped this next game to nothing. So what, what kind of, what kind of feeling should we have as Charlotte FC fans, Willie, watching them go five straight without winning or losing, and then eventually their most recent outing they did lose? It is disappointing, Walker, because I do feel like, you know, there are some part of not losing five in a row that is still a bit of a positive. But 
the effort that they gave against Montreal was incredibly unacceptable. And I think the coaches said that. I think the players both said that. I think Ashley Westwood said it was like schoolboy football out there. It was not something that they or the rest of the team would be proud to at least represent the organization, the crest, the badge on the chest. I think that's part of the reason why maybe the league's cup itself can be a bit of a reset and restart for them because I honestly feel like the amount of injuries this team has sustained, the form that they have tried to maintain that they haven't necessarily gotten to, I think has needed some sort of mental reset right now because I just don't, I just don't know if what the organization and what the coaching staff is telling these players is fully getting through. So I'm wondering how these next two games go against Dallas and the Cox and maybe you get a third game out of it because the top two teams in the group automatically go forward anyway. So I'm wondering how that at least serves as a bit of a almost kind of palate cleanser for the rest of the MLS season. Yeah, and Willie P., last thing I was going to ask you, too, on the last draw, Coach Latanzio talked about how, well, at least they weren't getting embarrassed uh, week in and week out. So, <laughs> it's a little bar. Yeah, as far as just <laughs> it, it making it sound like moral victories. What was your take from that? Yeah, it, it's, it's difficult, Wes, because I, I think that when you come down to it, these coaches are trying everything they possibly can to – control what they say in front of the media, but also maybe speak to their players through the media. And I don't know if there was a bit of complacency that was set in after the fifth consecutive draw, because there was this frame of mind that, Oh, like, you know, we can come back like they did against Seattle or in some of the other matchups this season, they they have gained points from losing positions this season. It's something that has happened, but they've also dropped points from winning position, which you don't want to see happen either. And so I think that part of it, the fact that it's been since the 27th of May since they've won is not something that anybody from the team wants to see happen, you know, regardless of whether or not you draw on a game. So I think it, it really is going to have to take it. It's almost kind of like being in, any, in a slump in any kind of sport. That first bit of positivity, that first victory should be a windfall because I do feel like that'll at least reinstall some confidence in the team. Before we get you out of here, Russell Brand talked about your famous call mm-hmm. from just over a week ago. Has to be the most famous person that's talked about this thing, right? By far. Uh, I mean, you you asked me about you know some of the famous names we talked about I earlier. Know. So I said Her- Hercules Gomez, you know, and and uh, some of the guys involved in the in the Fox broadcast. R- Russell Brand is up here in a much different stratosphere. <laughs> I couldn't believe uh, it. The man who used to be Katy Perry's husband. That that's that hits a little different. Uh, he didn't say a lot, but what he did say was rather colorful and funny and. Uh, I just like to know that he respects the hustle. There you go. He does. And, res- and the register, apparently. I respect the hustle. Or as he says, the register. Mm-hmm. Can you give us more Russell Brand impersonations? I, I respect the register. Mm, but, but he stayed there the entire time. I know he does why. sound a little bit like him. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. It's very good. <laughs> yes. Willie P, Russell Brand in here playing Akia Studios. We appreciate his time as always. Thanks again, Willie. Maybe I'm a firework. <laughs> we'll see you at, uh, by the way, 1230 tomorrow. Is that right? Is that what you want to roll with here, Fitty? You guys can communicate, even though it's probably going to go horribly wrong. That's Willie P.